Welcome to Fantasy Draft Fiction, the podcast where we turn, where we invent our game show on the spot. And oh my god! I can't wait to hear that back because you always just shout. <laughs> Got to be high energy at the start, then you can let That's it drop right. down immediately. You That's look good. at my movie, did you? When I was turned around, no. Son of a bitch. I, I had mine face up, so you were like, could have looked at mine. The voices you're hearing today are myself, Jared Walter, and with me as per usual. Uh, Jasmine Buffington. Uh, Trey Buffington. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is so I can just made up my name now. <laughs> uh, Frank Oswald. <laughs> Oswald, you have two first names. That's cool. It oh, is man. cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Two first names are cool. Having them, like, if your first name was, like, Jerry and your last name was, like, Walt, that's a pretty <laughs> cool thing, huh? Jerry is super cool because he has three first names. He sure <laughs> does. He sure does. I've been collecting them since I was born. <laughs> that's right. Poor Jared and poor Michael and poor Walter. <laughs> Stole all their identities to make them into one. Oh, man. His born identity. Oh, my God. so that'll be our episode, guys. That's <laughs> how we're gonna pivot into. So this is the podcast where we take like pop culture trivia and stuff and turn it into an impromptu game show, mm-hmm. with the hope that after enough episodes, we can just make a trivia board game that you can buy at home. I just revealed my secret plan. Every time you land on a space, the, an episode plays. <laughs> no, I was just going to pay somebody like <laughs> a, not enough money to go through all the episodes and pick all the questions out and then just figure out how to make a game <laughs> see, of it. I like just like a little That's tiny great. speaker in it that when you land on a space, a, a podcast episode plays and it's the whole episode. <laughs> then in the episode, you hear Jerry's voice ask one question in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> The game takes about seven it's days to play. Mini, it's a mini game, and then, yeah, the... I like it. So, uh, this week, because um, we're recording this on 420, you will hear it at a later date, but uh, we're recording it on 420. So, for round one, the brain lubricating round, as I like to call it, oh. the fast round, the multiple trivias round... <laughs> <laughs> There's too many sex, sex innuendos here. All right, move on. <laughs> um, I, we said we were going to do uh, a reverse of a game they play on Doug Loves Movies, the IMDb game, but instead we're going to do we're going to list off the top four actors in a stoner movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actors, not the character names. Those are usually dead giveaways. Um, one through four, and then if somebody gets it, before all four names have been said, you can have a chance to na- say who you think the rest of the IMDb said was the rest of the four. And if you're correct, bonus points. Oh, oh no. Now I'm confused. Because what are the rest of the four? Do you have to name all the other actors that are in it? Or just for bonus points? For yeah, bonus so, if, points. You, okay. so if, 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 like, if it's Jasmine's turn to read the question and she says two names and you get it, you could say the other two actors that you think IMDb put in the movie. Okay. And I don't say you have to have third right and fourth right, but if you just have those names right, like, you look you, up, you like... You could potentially get two more points per total. It's going to be a really good game for me, because I'm, I'm blanking on even your guys' name right now. <laughs> what? I, was, I am not going to be able to pull names out of my... I'm going to... Can I draw pictures of them? Be like, yes. This person. <laughs> yes. For this podcast, you can draw pictures of right. people. Uh, we'll play, like, down guess two who. inches. We have to uh, do descriptive. Like, like yeah. okay, well, they have... Brown hair. That sounds like the worst game of telephone ever. 
he's going to draw it, and then you describe it, yeah. and then somebody else has to, what, shoot yeah. a victim? So you okay. <laughs> so you have to you have to describe what it is, the actor to me, or the famous person to me. Mm-hmm. I have to draw it, but Jared can hear what you're describing. He's just look at my picture and guess mm-hmm. it. So it's like a police sketch? Right. Kind of game? That's a, that's a telephone game. police sketch. <laughs> telephone police sketch. <laughs> they all look like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't do eyes. <laughs> all right. Who would like to uh, go first in this uh, round? I'll uh, go first. Mine might be a tough one at first, but I think we'll get it at the third one. Okay. okay. Um, and arguably, no, I'm blank, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ray Bulger. Wait, is that his real name? That's the actor's real name. Ray Bulger. Huh. B-O-L-G-E-R. Nope. That name sounds so familiar, though. Frank Morgan. Also, is this actually a, a stoner movie? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to... I feel like People it's definitely get high and watch this movie. Okay, what's the you... third name? Judy Garland. The Wizard of Oz. I should have just went for it and then said Judy Garland <laughs> for this bonus See, point. Judy Garland wasn't listed first. No, oh, no, no. She was just starting off. My, I did mine. I did the three main actors, but she is listed first. Okay, but I went backwards because if I said Judy Garland, you guys would just say Wizard of Oz. Well, see, I was confused because I took, and this is why I think it's so fun. Yeah, I named the Tin Man and the Lion. Right, I'm but not this one's so fun. It's like even guess who the fourth one is because I would be making up a stereotypical yeah. name. Um. Think of a name from the 1930s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just guess. But, so, like, you say stoner movies. Like, it's so interesting because he picked a, so a movie that people get stoned and watch. Yeah. But, like, when you I You and I are going to play the game right. right. Don't you worry. I'm like, I'm like wait, I think, so, well, I think stoner movie, I think a movie where they get stoned in the movie. See, I was thinking, like, a stoned movie, that, that too, but also a movie that people like to watch while they're stoned. Oh, okay. All right. Well. I thought. <laughs> Are you ready for mine? Is there a movie that's not a stoner movie, but you like to get stoned watching? Um, I mean, I like to get stoned watching most movies, mm-hmm. but but like something like maybe like universally. Like if I'm gonna get board, like, like, so, yes. if I'm gonna like start watching a movie, I will get. Oh, you know what? I don't want to say them because I might just want to use yeah. them. Yeah, that's, I, we can't give it away yet. That, well, was, that was my. This will be our powwow after we're done. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. If I start naming other actors, do you think you're gonna recognize their names? Just be like, oh yeah. Uh, just for the record, I am gonna go one, two, three, yeah, four. So, yeah, like biggest name ooh, in the deck. Can any of you name the Wicked Witch? No, because no. I would have Margaret <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> okay, are you ready for my movie? Of course. Okay. First actor, Ice Cube. Friday. Yeah, give me the other. Give me more. Okay, so that's one point for Friday. And for bonus points, and I can't jump in at all. You just have to. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Wait, but if you if you get one wrong, can he jump in to at least get one point? I would say like if I name two of the three mm-hmm. before you reveal them, he can he could say one name to say see if he okay. can get one that maybe one of them's wrong. Um, fucking Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. Gosh dang it! I'm not gonna be able to think of anybody else's name. Uh, just to save time, I'm going to go um, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Neither of them are. 
Okay, Trey, you want to take a shot? No, because you took my Chris Tucker. And the yeah, that's the only one I can like name off the top of my head right now. His love interest was played by Nina Long. Yeah. And Debo was played by Tom Lister Jr. He's number yeah. four. I would have never came up with his name. If Fifth, I, I could have yeah. sat here making grunting sounds mm-hmm. for five minutes and we wouldn't have gotten I, there. I would have I reached out for the fifth one, which is like the most famous of them, which would have been John Witherspoon. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Oh, I just yeah. took a guess. I was like, maybe maybe they're he in the background. Recently. He did die. Well, he's an old man. Mm-hmm. When that movie came out in 95. So. Oh, right. So... I'm not for I will I will say I don't need the whole title because part of this title is a little esoteric. Okay. In the first position, we have Kristen Bell. Yes, that Kristen Bell uh, from like the Good Place. And is stuff. it Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. I'm just gonna say Frozen. Okay. Um. Farting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the microphone. Totally oh, it's oh my farting. god! Yeah. Alright, roll number two, Christian Campbell. Give me a picture. They sound familiar because Christian and, of course, Campbell's suit. But I don't know why that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Position number three. Wait, hold on. Say the name of the other name again. Christian Campbell. Kristen Bell, Christian Campbell. You're gonna love this. In the spot number three, Nev Campbell. So what? So far, and this is a movie, not a show, right? It's a movie. Okay. Almost famous. No. In the fourth spot, Alan Cumming. And I will give you some more, just so somebody has a chance to get a point. Does Anna Gasteyer help anyone? Hold on. Can you give us a couple minutes for this one? Okay. Because I'm trying to think. First, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one more clue. Steven Weber. And then I'll go back and I'll say them all the names I gave you slowly. So Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Christian Campbell. Nev Campbell. Alan Cumming. Anna Gasteyer, Stephen Weber. What the fuck? <laughs> Which is actually a clue. Uh, Duber's my car? No. Damn it. <laughs> I give up. It's the movie musical Reefer Madness. I've never, never seen it. Oh, it's so good. I've never heard it's of it. It's so good. Damn it. If you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, stop driving. <laughs> Pull it up on your YouTube. All right. So good. I thought for sure I made you guys watch this at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen like Reaper Madness like spoofs. So there's the 1970s spoof of the 1930s movie. Mm-hmm. So they in the uh, what year did this come out? In 2005, and probably a couple years before because it's based on a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, they took elements from the original and from the spoof. And smashed it into this one big storyline following Jimmy Harper and his girlfriend about, oh, and how they become reefer addicts because of like Stephen Weather and Anna Gasteyer's characters. Okay. okay. And <clears throat> Alan Cummings plays this like narrator mm-hmm. uh, who is, it's just, it's wonderful. You have to see it. Okay. There's no, so, so many wonderful musical numbers, and there's a song about loving brownies. 
So who's next? Um, I guess it'd be me. So. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for saying that for the next one. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking hard. <laughs> you got mine too easy now. Like, I'm not going to lie. As soon as I, I picked the movie and then saw what the top four cast was, I'm like, this isn't going to be fun. <laughs> no. Oh my God. What? Oh, okay. That's the mistake of picking a title before you make sure it's a good question. Right. Like, oh, damn it. Like, no, I'm sticking to this. This is exactly what I want. Okay, you guys ready? No. I am ready, Freddy. Oh, shit. I'm thinking. Uh, Jay. Chandra Sekar. Super Troopers. Got it. Damn it. <laughs> I was deciding between one of two movies. Um, Steve Lem. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you've asked the question right now. No, she gets to say three names, and she has the opportunity to get bonus points. Or yep, there he is. Steve Lim. Um, oh, shit. What is the other one's name? I used to listen to a podcast that two of these guys hosted, and the title of the podcast was their names, and yeah, I can't think it's... of it to save my life. It's actually a very famous comedian in this that isn't all the comedians in that one. Yeah. I know who that is, oh and I'm saving God. it for if Jasmine says it or not. So, right. you could cool it with the clues over there. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I can definitely cool it with the clues. I'll give you this cool clue. Oh, wow. There's another famous person. Also, his really name famous. is Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. So, I'm go. just going to go yeah. ahead and take that one, because I can't remember the other fucking <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There is another person, but I'm not going to give that one away. Well, do you, do you have another name? Yeah. I don't have the, No, I don't have... You've only said the first one and Jim Gaffigan. I can't think of her name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. You're talking about... Okay. I have no names. Give, give me the name you know her by. For four, Wonder Woman. Yep, for point, four points. Wonder Woman's the mayor, <laughs> or the governor. So, wait, are, so all, all three names she gave are in the top four, or they're just in no, the No, they're, they're way back down there. Yeah, who's in the top four? All right, we got... Uh, Kevin uh, Hepperman. That's Hepperman, the one I couldn't think of. Okay. Kevin. Andre Bilous. Bilous? Bilous. Andre. Joey Kern. Joffrey uh, Rand. Oh. Uh, oh, I don't know if You guys ready for my... My hard one? Yeah. Yeah, we're ready for your hard one. <laughs> yeah, give us your hard one. Fast. Give us your <laughs> raging clue. These <laughs> are gross. All right. <clears throat> First actor. James Franco. Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express. Nope. It's not Pineapple Express. It's not. You know Seth Rogen's right first one on that one anyway. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, second All right. Second one. Jonah Hill. I'm going to say it's, um, uh... It's the, the end. It's the, damn it. I was yeah. going to say, this, this is how is the, the world ends. Like, this no, is the end. Because I was, like, thinking to myself, I was like, they're all in, like, all these other movies. They all cross over each other. So, for three and four, I'll just say Seth Rogen and, uh, Ethan, his homie. Whose name I can't think of. Who's homie? Uh, Seth Rogen's writing partner. That's in that, and he's not really in most of the movies. He also wrote, like, Goon and a bunch of other stuff. Ethan? Who's Ethan? 
And yeah, he's, he's the, the, he also was a nerdy character. Yeah, he's like the shrimpier guy. His name is Ethan? No, I'm not 100% sold that it's Ethan. I will say Seth Rogen and Michael Sarah. I know Michael Sarah's in that. Michael Sarah is in that. He's not number four. Do you though. want to steal? He's, okay, so you, you already... did get Seth Rogen. So Sweet. That's, but so Seth the, Rogen. The, fourth, the, four, the one in the fourth place is not who you want. So, um, so far we, we have... So you said James Franco, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, and this person. Uh, Aziz Ansari? Oh, uh, 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 he's Danny McBride. No. Damn it. Danny McBride is number five. Damn it. And number four is Jay Burchell. Okay. Is that his, that's the person I'm thinking. That's who you're thinking. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep, that's it. Ooh, you guys are really going to like this one. Okay. Is it, like, us liking something, or is it you liking something that we hate? We will you find that we hate something. We things. will find out. Okay. <laughs> so in the number one build spot for this movie, Jason Muse. Jason Silent Bob. Is it a no? The Strike Back? Yes, I will take okay. the full like, title for the like, answer. See, I was, I was gonna say that, but I was like, oh, he's stuck. I guess it's not a Jane Silent Bob movie. I just wanted the, the whole title. Yeah, Jane Silent oh. Bob Strike Back. The okay. entirety of the title of the movie is the mm. strike back. Waiting for you to say the last two words. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go for the other three? Um. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god! I just fucking forgot his name. Oh no! This is so embarrassing. <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. Do I get a chance? Well, you can throw a name out. Kevin Smith. That's so close. Yeah, just to save us some time. Well, that. We've been saying the steel only gets one. You still have two more names to spit out if you want to try for it. Steve Mark Hamill, you're a bitch. <laughs> I would be a bitch, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do that. Uh, Matthew Damon and Ben Affleck. You know what? You, in the, in you the, can't say names and only get one, though. I said two more names. I had two more names. You said Damon and Affleck. Okay. In the so number two person. spot, for a bonus point for Trey, is Kevin Smith. In the number three spot is the Batman himself, Ben Affleck. And in the number four spot, Jeff Anderson. Oh! Uh, God damn it. It's fun. I don't know if it's fun because we're high, but... <laughs> do, do what, we got one more round. Uh, yes. Yeah, right right now the score is Trey 1, Jasmine 3, and I'm at a sturdy 5. Wow. Damn it! Every time. Well, it's because all these obscure things. <laughs> all right, first actor, dude. That, you got it on the first name. That one. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ready? First actor on the list is Sean Penn. Jason confused. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Ah. Nailed it. It was one of the two. <laughs> no, I was just trying to decide which one she was in. Uh, just I'll try to do this fast. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Ah, uh, shit. Not Elizabeth Banks, but her name sounds similar to that. Um, uh, Matthew McConaughey is not. I think it's like a Days and Confused. Probably. I mean, it's a good chance. I don't like <laughs> either of those movies. Uh, fuck. Judge Reinhardt. Yes. And he's top. He's in the top three. He's the third, actually. Noise. <laughs> and you know what? I will give Jasmine my my third guess. 
I'll give her two names to steal because I, I don't have any. There's, yeah, there's, uh, actually, there's bloody nowhere here or in here. I don't know that thing. So, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was very focused on what I was doing. I totally lost track of what That's you were good. talking about. So, so I got the answer right by <laughs> saying uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm-hmm. off of Sean Penn. And I guessed Matthew McConaughey, which was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I guessed Judge right. Reinhold, which is right. Yep, he's number three on the list. And um, then I gave you my third guess. Just. I have never seen it. So okay. I well, have names no clue. That you'll recognize is Forrest Whitaker, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Nick Hopefully Cage is in it. Nick Cage is in it. Who's the Who's just top four? Top four is is then uh, Sean Penn, and then the second one is is Jennifer Jason. Jennifer Jason, and then the fourth one is Robert Romanus. Don't know who that is. I don't think he did anything much after that. All right, Jasmine, you want to go next since you were so enthralled with yours? <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. I'm very embarrassed because I like looked up and thought I was being quizzed. I was very confused. <clears throat> okay, so uh, number one, I, just, I, I have to watch this movie now. I'm so excited about it. Um, is Devin Sawa? Nope. Sawa. Devin Sawa. Nope. Taking it back. Okay. Second name, Seth Green. Um, is it, um, well, uh, it's, 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 is it that race movie? Race? Rice. He said rice. No, said race. Like rice as in like, <laughs> like, like a race to, to get somewhere. No, like no. a rice to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> you ready for third name? Mm-hmm. Eldon Henson. Jim Henson's Eldon is Without son. a paddle? All right, fourth name, Jessica Alba. Is it one of those stupid trip movies? No. American Pie Trip or whatever? These are the top four. Oh, the top four. The year was 1994. Oh, and the air was <laughs> right. Alpine Fine. <laughs> So, Devin Sawa, Seth Green, Eldon Henson, and Jessica Alba were the top four listed for the movie Idle Hands. Oh, <laughs> Idle Hands. Idle Hands. Forgot she was in that. I didn't say it was a good movie. Mm. I said it was a movie. <laughs> All right. I so, to it. round out this 420 weed-themed mm-hmm. first round, my movie, first actor build... Little man by the name of Rick Moranis. Uh, Honey, we shrunk the kids. No. Oh, then I know what it is. Baseballs. No. Like Ghostbusters. Second name. Ellen Green. Oh wait, is it Little Shop of Horrors? Sure is. Because <laughs> you can't talk about that killer weed without talking about that Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> is it really a weed movie? It's a definitely. It's definitely a cult classic. Which it's, means that people smoke. I think just for the pun classics. of like we're do, we're doing a thing about killer weed, yeah. I think I can throw it. In I would have said Biodome then. <laughs> Polly Shore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, do you want to go for bonus points there, Jasmine? You got two names you can say. All right. So you're not gonna get them. Tisha Campbell. No. 
was losing the singers that were in Martin as well. Uh, no, okay. I've never heard of the other two. The third one is Vincent Gardenia as Mushnick and Levi Stubbs as the voice of Audrey too. Steve Martin is third. Oh, wow, okay. Tashina is fourth. Uh, Jim Belushi. Fuck oh, him. What? John Candy. I forgot he's in there, too. Anyway. So. Sorry, once again, going into round two, leading with seven, Jasmine with four, Trey with one. God yep. damn it. Every dime. <laughs> and we'll be back right after this commercial break. Titty break. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, coming back uh, to round two again. Their scores are Trey one, Jasmine four, myself seven, and for some reason I have the lead, so I get punished with having to go first. Well, you always go first. That's why you win. I mean, you always go last. That's why you win. Is that why I win? Because mm-hmm. I go last. Mm-hmm. It's not the decimating lead I establish yeah. early in the game. No, it's because you listen to ours, and then you're like, "Ooh, that sucks." I'm gonna make it better. <laughs> you have two chances to. Earn points before you go. All right, so I'm going to go with, and hold up, I'm going to look up a couple of facts as I begin to pitch. But I'm going to go with Professor Zoom himself. Oh, sorry. Again, the, this short answer, the short answer round, we're doing villains that we think deserve their own TV shows. Kind of inspired by Zemo in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We enjoy him. Totally down. For like, do you imagine title card comes up? It just says Zemo, mm-hmm. and it's like a six to ten episode miniseries. Yeah. So villains How like often that. How does he dance? Fuck all, all the time, dude. <laughs> so I'm gonna say somewhat underrated character deserves a series. I'm gonna pitch it as. I'd say a one to two season miniseries. Eobard Thawne, Professor Zoom himself, but you do it from him as a child. So him as a child growing up, developing the obsession with the flash of the past, and that gives you that entire season to establish that universe as well. And then season two is... You do sort of like a Handmaid's Tale, a uh, Running Man, Escape from New York type thing where like the person, because of either righteousness or some some wrong evil in them, depends on which way you want to go with the series, uh, strikes out against the system so hard to bring it down. So I, and I would argue you establish in season one that... The Justice League was wonderful while it was there, but it it instigated the sort of evil that the like Young Justice and all the other groups that come after them couldn't quite keep up with. So eventually, superheroes died off, but supervillainy never did. So that gets you to Eobard Thawne's time, where it's just all supervillains, and he's getting beat up all the time. It's it's a lot like uh, the first twenty minutes of Joker. <laughs> um, he's just like every time he goes outside, somebody's stealing his sign and hitting him in the face with it. I don't know why he has a sign. That's what the sign said. Who knows? It says "hit me." Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's weird is in well, this, that sounds like it's his problem. That's how bad the future is. If you get if you carry that a sign that says "hit me" for an hour, you get five bucks. Wow. But in future money, that's like a nickel now. 
Um, but everybody's so poor. Anyway, like that's, uh, that's how you set it up. Like, the world has become so bad. But he, really de- bad. he decides the one person that really could have changed things was Flash. And he didn't. And he decides, I'm going to punish him. And then season two is him having to instigate against... I would say, if you take the time to set up the universe, say in season two, there's a proprietary threat of, like... I don't know, um, global warming or fucking like an asteroid that we somehow summoned. Something that is going to be an extinction level event, but is also humanity's fault. Um, So he decides the only way to combat this is to then go back in time and the season finale of season two would be him getting to the point in time in DC mythology that we introduced to the Professor Zoom that we usually know. So, that would be my pitch. Okay. Because I think you could do a lot of fun things in that universe, because it's the future, but you mm-hmm. can also do it sort of like... Uh, and part of it is it's him as a man before Flash Powers, until he gets Flash Powers. Right, so Season 1, I would say the finale of Season 1 is he gets the powers. But you get eh, 8 to 10 episodes of him... Becoming obsessed with Flash, I would say losing his mind and, like, breaking and becoming evil, mm-hmm. but still succeeding in accessing the Speed Force. And then season two Ooh. Ooh. is an evil mind against an evil system. Uh, so you can kind of force an anti-hero story there. So we, we can um, we can even pitch it how even the Flash towards, I don't know, three season three or four is, to us, the villain to him. Because he realized, because Flash had these powers, he could do anything to prevent this from happening in his timeline like he could have. And Flash refuses to help him to prevent this in his timeline. You could definitely do an episode where before he decides to go back and be the villain villain, maybe maybe he communicates through, or or maybe he goes back first and Mm -hmm. tries to help Flash and we're introduced to kind of like um, like a boys-style Flash, where it's like very obviously Justice League Flash, but mm-hmm. he's sh- like a shitty dude or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's like, I see that where there's twists and plots uh, that are available, but I would say for the overall arc, have a lot of fun establishing the, the like, <clears throat> how shitty and cool the future is. Like I think it has to be somewhat dystopian, but you get cool stuff in the dystopia. So think like, like uh, oh, go ahead. Well, think like um, uh, uh, Jiminy Christmas. Um, the one with Harrison Ford. Yes, Blade Runner. Yeah. Where yeah, it's trashy, but there's flying cars and stuff. Right. Like even like Back to the Future Two has some of that, where like the rain sucks, but your shoes suck the puddles right off right. the shoes, so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Um, there's fun things you can do just in building that world and introducing us to what's possible and introducing us to, like, the powered people of the time and why there aren't heroes and why there's still villainy, um, and, like, how it all came to be. Uh, that way you can set up the, like, the, like I said, the proprietary villain of season two, which has to be something fundamental about the system that's gonna collapse that is humanity's fault. Because um, I like the idea of, like, the John Doe character from Seven. Like, what if he's right? 
it doesn't mean John Doe isn't still an evil motherfucker, but, like, if he would have picked some more corrupt cops, he'd actually root for him. Yeah, like, if, like, instead of Brad Pitt, it was Derek Chauvin, he'd be like, yeah, fucking cut his head. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> say that out loud. Um, but, yeah, that's my pitch. Do you guys want to, like, what, what, what did I miss? Dude, like, but my only my only complaint is that Professor Zoom basically had like two or three seasons dedicated to him in the show already. I would I would say there's been a lot of exposure to Zoom. The only argument I would make is you never get to see I mean, Zoom he's, he's before the, he comes back. So we are just doing like like main villains. You can do main villains. I think you can do main villains, but like. I'm not trying to put a limit on anybody. I always end up having to take this position. So, like, I I think a I think a, a Doctor Freeze show is very hard to pitch. I think a Joker show is very hard to pitch. I think a Zod show is very hard to pitch. But I think like I think there's a world where like there's a cool Brainiac show. I think there's a world where there's a cool Deathstroke show. Yeah. Even though like season two of Arrow was the Deathstroke season. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think you, there's still fun things you can do. You just have to pick the spots that haven't been beaten to death. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's why I think that's what's interesting to me about the pre... the pre-time travel Zoom story is you never see it. Right. There's... That future gets talked about a little bit in DC continuity. Depending how closely you want to stick to that, you have a lot of fun of, like, create... like, showing us the effects of the Justice League was awful because mm-hmm. like there was a there's an escalation of warfare and like they just couldn't keep up in the arms race eventually something came through and fucking wrecked things and the survivors get to this point and it's still not great and there's still you know i can't think of it i'm stuck on i keep wanting to say there's still like a kingpin scenario but like in in mark millar's old man wolverine mm-hmm. the comic book yeah like, it's way in the future, and, like, the supervillains have split the country in the sections. Right. I see something awful like that. Um, I am just in awe right now. Like, it's like, I'm, like, just... I I have no <laughs> critiques. Like, I just, like, every time we do this, I'm always, like, so, like... Like, I have my thing, like, this is my This is idea. one of my favorite things to do, is just, like, hey, what if somebody gave you a job right and shit? Right, like, it's, like, it's just, it's, but it's a very, it's like, it's just, like, you are the, you are a creator of this type of content, so, like, your mind is always thinking that way and creating these, like, this, like, literally world building right off the drop of a hat as we're just, like, coming up this conversation, where I'm just, like, well, I have my idea of my person, but, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I won't lie. My brain I did, is like, I did for a think second. of Professor Zoom on the break. Okay. But, I was, but that's what I'm saying. That but, was still tonight. Like, that wasn't like I have to, a week. You have to spend a little, like, you, you for like, what's interesting about that? Because theoretically, there's nothing that special about the Professor Zoom story. Because there's, um, there's Kang the Conqueror in Marvel Comics. It's mm-hmm. basically the same story. Um, I just think it's more fun to explore. Getting through the psychotic break that makes him want to be Reverse Flash, mm-hmm. ostensibly, and then getting him through like whatever's wrong with the world, so he can go back and try to change it in ostensibly the worst way ever. Because mm-hmm. you explain that he's a broken person, and yeah. then it's just like, oh, where's where can you have all the fun points around? Yeah. That? <laughs> 
like the two like the two season arc the season take is just yeah like <laughs> I'd watch that like I'm just like I, I would watch the cool, shit out of the show I think this is great it's <laughs> like uh, depends on like there's a there's a there's a directorial style and a cinemographic style that could be very like Terminator Salvation where mm-hmm. it's just like come on Zack Snyder turn the gain up a little bit on the brightness <laughs> but um I think there's also a world where like it can't be it can't really be pretty so mm-hmm. it has to you have to find a, a happy medium somewhere around like Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead like the mm-hmm. color palette of that and the color palette of like um 7 but I think somewhere in there is a really cool cinemographic des- like design for a show like that. Or maybe somewhere between Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and the the sandstorm scene, the sandstorm scene in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> so good. Anyway, who would like to do theirs next? Also. Fuck you for letting him go first. And we have to follow that. You're an ass. Well, you either got to close or open with it. <laughs> but still. Either, either way. Now I up. feel dumb because I'm going to do exactly what I said either I was going to do. Either way, he's the first three batters in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I had to go with Disney because that's what I know. Like, you guys know comics, but I fucking know Disney. There's a bunch of good Disney villains you could explore. Dr. Facilier or the Shadow Man from Princess and the Frog. Oh, uh, the one, he's the, uh, the voodoo, voodoo magic. Yeah. The voodoo magic one. I don't think he's ever seen the... Oh. I mean, I've seen Princess and the Frog maybe twice in my life. Maybe three times. But... Not the one where the princess is black, right? No. No, that's the one you need to see, because that's where he's in. Okay. Because they took Princess and the Frog, it was all, like, Creole. Like, New like, it's New Orleans. Like, so you have all that, like... Big bad fucking voodoo magic. Yeah, thing I grew going up in on. the Midwest. We didn't really yeah, have black did. people out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so his character, his character in the movie is introduced as he like is basically pedal, street peddler kind of thing, doing like his little like sideshow. But like his underground thing is he has friends, but he's also friends on the other side, which are obviously like the spirits and demons that like give him his magic inherently. But they never actually say how he got his magic. So. The show I would be proposing was, like, you would actually go through it, almost like Magicians, like that that show-esque, like how he, like, discovers that he has powers and how he has to do, like, fumbly, like, puberty magic thing of, like, actually learning it, but, like, it's cool, not like Harry Potter, where it's like, oh, they're adorable, and it's like, like oh, fuck, that was a cool thing that they did. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you go through how he actually discovered and, like, stumbled onto this, because it's not, like, it's not magic within himself. It obviously comes from a completely outside source that he's linked to and owes the debt of his powers. So, so like, say, where, where his life, like, the path, of, like, the journey of his life to be like, okay, I'm totally okay with selling my soul to the devil, basically. So I'd say, let you just, like, see, can you flesh it out with, like, things that would motivate him to have to make that decision, or, like... But that's what I mean, like, like, I can't say for certain what it would be, but, like, obviously, like, a... So what gets what what kind of person do you want him to start off as to contrast with like the kind of person he becomes is it's is it's that kind of story correct? Yeah, like I do I do enjoy like he's not good but he's also not bad like he does what has to be oh, done. Oh, maybe of thing. like um who's a uh, no one fucks like 
Valjean, no one. Gaston. Gaston. Valjean. That's a really missed. So, like, maybe start him off as, like, a Gaston character, where at the end you're like, yeah, you kind of deserve that bitch. Well, see, I almost kind of think of it as, like, a different way, because, like... Maybe it's like a Walter White out of necessity where, like, he's sick or something. That's why he has to do it. Right, or, like, something like that, because, like, because you saying, like, kind of sparks something. So, like, basically, he... He isn't like he's like Spawn. He's Spawn. Like the, like before he became Spawn, like he's like, I w- am okay being the bad guy because sometimes shit needs to be done. So he okay. sells his soul because he's like because in the movie. So you can kind of do that like Spawn, Frank Castle, like, right? He was because even the death, he came back to get revenge. Right. Okay. Because even in the movie, um, the the him being the villain, he really isn't the villain because he basically humbles a pompous, stunk up prince who needed to be humble by turning him into a frog, and this, like, guy who literally had been shit on his whole life by his whole family and ancestors, like, his whole life was shit, he so, actually put him in a position where he could actually make his life better. Having to become, like, a ghost shadow figure is, like, a punishment for him, right? Yeah, like, he's... Yeah. Okay, so I would say you could do this really cool um, sort of anthology series where that focuses, like, around a fairy godmother. So one season is his journey going from, like, the Frank Caskill type to, like, the deal he has to make with this sort of, like, monkey's paw wish Mm -hmm. thing where, like, you always get what you want, but there's always going to be a backfire. Mm -hmm. And becomes that. And then, like, so that explains later in time, like... Why he does that to other people? Well, yeah, because ultimately he's working for the fairy godmother, and, like, in an episode somewhere else you could explain that, like, yeah, that 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 fairy godmother would have a motivation to also curse that mm-hmm. thing. So you're also reinforcing that he's not that bad. He's just an agent of this thing now. But then you could have a season two in the anthology, and let's say like, what's another Disney thing where? Oh, season two is um, uh, from the like just a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but mm-hmm. from like everybody that got cursed. That wasn't the oh, okay. prince. So every so it's so it's so every, every story episode. where you have like the witch that does the curse mm-hmm. could you could do an anthology explaining that that's all the same per, same witch, and then every season could just be like different Disney events but from a different angle. So like if you want to do one on that, then like yeah, season two you could do one on the backstory of the staff uh, mm-hmm. from Beauty and the Beast and explain like. Some of the reasons they became the things they are, are obvious, mm-hmm. but I think other things you could have a lot of fun with making like an almost, um, what was the show with the dude that wouldn't come inside the girl? Bridgerton. You could do like an I almost like, oh my show. god, <laughs> why the fuck did like, you pull that? You could do like an almost like Is Bridgerton. Is show on the internet, Jared? It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You could do like a Bridgerton era type thing okay. with the staff or like a Downton Abbey thing or mm-hmm. whatever. And like build some of the intrigue that would make that would give more meaning to Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Like I think so, that would be no, cool. I like so that it's, a it's like a what uh what was that fairy tale show that was on forever? Once upon a time. Yeah, so it's like that with villains. Yes. But yes. It, okay. Okay. Which I loved the shit out of that show until they got fucking really weird with it, and then weirdly it, weird. Describe fucking, really weird. No, she said weirdly weird. Weirdly oh. weird. <laughs> I thought she said weirdly weird. Really weird. <laughs> really weird. 
Hi, my name is Wally Wibber. We, we live in a wall area. Guys. <laughs> um, no, it was like it was like like doppelganger, like like literally like evil twin, like splits. So it was like evil twin, good twin, but it wasn't twins. It was it was weird. Well, that sounds dumb. When you say evil twin, good twin, but not twins, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was it was so weird. Because, like, they did well. That, it was, that sounds like, like all a lazy like, writer's twist at the end. They're not really twins well, at all. They, <laughs> no, because they, they derailed from the, from the narrative. No, like, they were doing They were doing all of the, like, all of your Disney stories that you know and love. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just making it and rehashing it and blending them. And then they went on a tangent that had nothing to do with anything that they had ever done. You're like, well, that's not, I don't like this. I like this. This is, like, season five. So they were just like, we need to do something. And it fucking sucked. And I didn't <laughs> like it. I like that. All right, so... So your show is not about that guy anymore. It's just about a show of villains in general. So he's the one. He's like he's like the catalyst, the boom that brings them in. And then like as you go in and the, his season ends, it uncovers a mystery that like so it's actually like, it's unlocks. Like, it's like it Fargo, unlocks. where every season's a different. Yeah, it's part of the same universe, but it's a totally different storyline. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch Fargo. But yeah. Okay. Or like a Black Mirror type. Where yeah. like... Yes. Yes. Okay. I like the idea though of like. It's, it's it's almost uh, it's almost a more fun twist on the kings that become Nazgul in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be a fun. They're making it, oh, are they? Yeah. <gasps> oh. Uh, Showtime, I believe, is making a series that really sounds like it's happening in the second Age of Men, where the show called Not Not Bulls Yet. Um, but it's uh, it's around the events of like the the first slaying of the shadow in Mordor and the forging of all the rings and like the uh, balances of power in the elves and why the elves start like losing power in Middle Earth and the rise of like the first well the the rise of men in the second age blah 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 you want to give us your pitch, Trey? Yeah. Uh, Giganta. Wonder Woman's Ooh. villain. Yeah, how she came about was she originally was a gorilla who a doctor changed her into a, a giant woman with an evolution ray. was the original uh, character arc of her back in the 1940s. Now it's where, like, Dr. Gold transferred her consciousness into a, a woman with growing powers. But I like the wow. first version better. I think it's... Definitely uh, more interesting. Um, so it could be like I see the first season consists of like five episodes of Doctor Zolds trying to figure out her evolution ray, mm-hmm. and then intermixed from those first five episodes like of the gorilla with her gorilla family and kids and whatnot being a gorilla. And then again, the last five episodes of her being abduct- abducted, he experimented on with this and then came to the gigantic like the first season. I don't like that you made her a mom. Well, and well took her yeah, away from so, her so babies. Second season, she's full giganta. Right, but because she is new to her new form and body, she accidentally uh, kills some Amazonians. Well, just by accident because she's so big and clumsy or whatever. It's some happenstance. Like the first episode is how it opens up, and then that's why Wonder Woman's all pissed off and thinks that she's a villain. So it's their battle, and like as Giganta learns, like speaks English and like for now there's like an inner monologue kind of going on. You don't really hear her speak until like the end of the second season. I also like the idea that you can like kind of weave through the arc that 
as she's learning, every instance that she's met with is violence. So the primary thing she learns is violence. So even as she gains like English and more uh, cognitive abilities, uh, she's still right. very like violence Violet driven, which and, like kind of instinctual builds, almost. Yeah. This well, so is the fight, it's flight or uh, fight or flight. Right. So like all she, she learns to fight. And like I say, she becomes evil because the first people that showed her kindness were evil people. And brought Ooh, her in. Okay. You could also you could do that. I I think it's almost maybe maybe you can make it like a tribe. So yeah. you can explain how she starts getting like some warrior techniques. But but I would say it'd almost be like a shadow tribe that would say like. No, this is the ways of our shadow tribe because mm-hmm. most people are evil, people are distrustful, people are violent, and then when she does go out in the world and that's exactly what she experiences, then it concretes it for her that, like, unless she wants to fly for the rest of her life, she has to fight all the time. And then right. that builds into the mythology. That's very cool. I like it because I like the, uh, the tribal angle of it because then you, like, take into account this is the old ways of, like, uh, you take what you take. Strong enough, you take it. Yeah, and that's why she does those like missions later on in life. Like, because like she's big enough, she's strong enough to do it. Why can't she do it? So, yes, sympathetic build up until I guess the last season, which is murdering a city. The only problem is you get to the point where she's too big for inside. So, so I would say like a realistic big. Maybe she's like twelve, fourteen feet. Right, but eventually, like, the series has to come to a conclusion as she can no longer go inside. Because yeah. she does eventually get big enough. So she, she like, just keeps growing and growing and well, growing. No, I mean, but even, well, even if you get to, like, 14, 16 feet, yeah. like, there's not, like, outside of, like, coliseums and museums there's and stuff, there's not a ton of places you're walking. No, that's why she's mostly just, like, hanging out in her loincloths and, like, in the woods and stuff. Until right. she's ready to do something. Um, Mm-hmm. But if you like, depending on how much I guess, I guess that's it. Depending on how much you're gonna have her interact in cities, it's not like she can. It's not like you can have a scene where she's going anywhere with anyone because they're like, "Oh, we're gonna pop in this shop for coffee." Right. Now, in the newer version, she can control her size. You can shrink down. If she oh, wants I didn't to. know that. That's in the newer version. But like, oh, I I like the idea of like, like stranger in a strange land, where mm-hmm. like she just she literally cannot fit into society. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> And like how like <laughs> I know it's a little like heavy handed, but that's what I think. In the, I like, think that's really fun. Like, like an offshoot scene of the episode where there's like a bunch of parents are unhappy because everybody's can look up a Giganto's skirt. As a <laughs> yeah, cover. oh yeah, just yeah. one newsreel. I'm like, can you believe how she was dressed? And just one like one dude <laughs> with my old mustache just rubbing his hands together. <laughs> uh. Well, did you? Admit that you had a creeper mustache. Like, I, I like, admitted it when I had it. It's just I also have a weird face without it, so well, I'm used to it now. I look like turtle. <laughs> you guys, wait, wait, what's, what's his name? Uh, Dana, shit, Carvey. Dana Carvey. Thank you. I was like, you don't look like Dana Carvey. <laughs> no, just in that scene when he looks like a turtle. Oh Do you know that scene was shot on September 11th, 2001? That That's is embarrassing. For like, everybody else that, that day. No, that is confirmed that by <laughs> Jamie Loftus. That's that's my source on this from Daily Zeitgeist, frequent guest. They wouldn't think like after an event like that, they'd be like, you shouldn't release this. <laughs> no, apparently like this, the joke or the story or whatever is they're like on set. I shouldn't even say this because it's somebody else's bit, but it's like, uh, like the cast had to look at themselves and be like, no, 
comedy can't die today. <laughs> we, we have gotta to shoot this going. turtle scene. We have to do it for America. This is what America wants <laughs> us to finish this movie. <laughs> Master of Disguise. I think we also have to finish this game. Oh, oh yeah. yes. So based on pitches, uh, I'd say, like, I, I think it's fair to say, like, Trey can give somebody three points and somebody one point, and then Jasmine the same, and I'll do the same, and then we'll tally of Victor. Or should we go two and one? Like, somebody would do, like, two and the other one one, and we'll tally points for Victor. Okay. I'm going to give Jasmine one. I'll tell you why. I have to give a reason why. Because you didn't stick to your guns about just having the Creole Spooky Man a villain. And so Jared pitched the idea where there's multiple villains throughout the season, so it became a different show, an anthology. No, it's still going to say his whole story. You still sure. get his You still get sure, his episode. Sure, but like not, you get his episode. Or no, 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 no his, his, I'm sorry, his, you get his season. season. right? Season but, you're, you, but you're pitching the show based on a series of villains that come after that. No, I wouldn't say you pitch it on that. I say you do it Watchmen style where you're like, I have this really good st- idea and if you like that, we'll get a room together and maybe do another idea. But I would pitch it on the strength of the first one because th- her idea is a really good idea. Uh, yeah. But I see, but my, my thought was it's a show that we do every season we do a different villain of the background. That wasn't... Well, I don't understand. Because then you're not just sticking to one villain, you're sticking to a bunch of villains. I was, but, how many, sh- but how many shows only go one season and then, are, and then end? Like, so many. It doesn't have to be a multi- cape. That they probably didn't last eight but episodes. That's what, I'm saying. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, we're just pitching a show. We're not pitching, like, a whole franchise. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like, you guys always do these, like, two, three season char- like season arcs. And I'm like, I'm I thought, okay thought, with I thought this we're, just, we're pitching one character with a, about that person throughout the... I season. would also argue in Jasmine's defense, great idea. Yes. I was just trying to put icing on the cake. And you cannot default. You can't take credit away from the cake if the icing is displeasurable. You just scrape the icing off and you eat the good cake. Okay, so the show, in my eyes, is about the man... Be- Getting what? What is that man's origin story then? That I was gonna say, like, so he's the guy who gets like he's not he's not an antihero, but like he just is not afraid to get his hands dirty if shit needs to get done. Okay. So somehow stumbles upon this like way of is he is he like is it, just he a normal a, man? Is he is he like a mercenary or something like that or no? He's just like an inner city kid, the inner okay. city kid in Louisiana. Okay. So he just like just needs to get things done because it's the South. It's not a good time for mm-hmm. people who are black, um, to say the least. So he's just doing the things that need to get done to help his family, help his community. Okay. Ooh, and you have blackface Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic no, Thunder play this yes, character. He plays his uncle. <laughs> no, you do that way when he's not. punished later, you feel a little extra, just a little extra. No, it's adult animated, and it's voiced by the same guy who did his voice in the movie. So adults have to animate is... the movie. You can't have kids do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes against child labor laws. <laughs> You know I want I want this cartoon you only by kids though. Keith David is. is oh yeah, Keith David's Keith a great David. decision. Keith David. Yeah. So, I would also say, just go back to mine for a moment and make a joke. The future is so bad in Neobard Thawne's world that mm-hmm. child labor laws ensure that child children perform enough labor every week. 
enough labor. Enough labor. Oh like, no! Okay. They, like police come by and they're like, "Are these kids working enough?" Gotcha. And they're like, so, like, "No, officers." And they're like, "God damn it!" Right. There's a sound of guns because as we've established, I don't know how guns sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but back to Jasmine's thing. So, I will take my one point. That means I get dose. That means I get the two points. Okay. Yeah, because those would. Yeah. Okay, I just needed you to say that out loud since yes. we're talking into a microphone. There's no way I can win. I'm giving Jasmine my two points yes, for Shizzy. There's no way I can win. <laughs> shizzy. I think that's a great idea. Even and not though. to disqualify Trey's idea, there's a lot there. Um, I would also like to give you the win because personally, I went with a character that, as I even said in my uh, explanation... It's very, like, you could do the same thing with Kang the Conqueror. I think you just found a more interesting character that probably has a potential for the best emotional journey. Because even, like, even if I picture it as, like, a Gaston-type character, he has to find it in himself to make a sacrifice. So just the journey to sacrifice and then back around to punishment is probably fun. That's what I like about that. I mean, I think we just need more women-centric shows. Well, this one's definitely going to have a guy <laughs> lead. Uh, and it's going to be like, say you do an animation that looks like Ty Diggs and is voiced by mm. Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Keith mm-hmm. David. I was like, he's, got it's two, not, he's got two first names, I was like, too. it's not Keith Robert. Shit. He's got two first names. Keith David. Mm-hmm. On that note, that now we've brought it full around, uh... Yeah, my nomination. Did I give out my points? Oh yeah, sorry. Your points, Jazzy. Oh, wow. Well, I'm just saying, I, just, I didn't give. I was like, did I? No, I'm genuinely asking. Did no, I give out my points? No, we didn't because it's such a dust. Okay. I, I guess your points are like half three fifths anyway. But so. <laughs> 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 it's like it, it feels pointless <laughs> to write that down. <laughs> Even if you give Trey two points. I know, but I want to say one. Yes, I please and thank you. <laughs> Jared, I'm gonna give you the one point. Okay. Why? Because I liked yours better. Because I appreciate, like, I've never, so, I haven't really heard of Professor Zoom. He's doing shit. That's what um, Flashpoint's all about. Yeah, he's in Flashpoint. But, like, I said not much. But, like, I've heard Mm -hmm. his name. I know of, like, I don't, but I don't know that. But, like, like. And I would lead more towards trying to get to the Professor Zoom that we know from Flashpoint. That Mm -hmm. is, like, ape shit nuts. Versus a Professor's the one like, who's trying to stop a bullet hole from killing him in his head. Yeah, like the one from like the Flash series that takes that whole like I've got to train you, Barry. Right. That's a little I'm too Barry. sweaty right. for me. But also, like I don't like I don't like the char- character. Like I don't even like him in this dystopian future of like like I, he's not a likable character yeah. for me. So like I'm not like oh I really want to see that but, like. Trey's version of like the two split worlds of like the tribal that like they're literally they're the same but for due to circumstances that were completely beyond either one of theirs control they ended up becoming can... fucking enemies and having to go through that whole thing that they're still the same but like they and then you find hate. a way to recast the Tarzan movie with a female lead yeah no hundred percent I feel ya. Don't be butthurt. That, that was that was a bitter, bitter mouthful, sir. <laughs> Tarzina, Tarzina, and then like um, Tarzane. Jane is what, what, Dan. 
No. Dane. Dane. <laughs> Dane. <laughs> Would she still be uh, shirtless? Probably. Yeah. It'd have to be an NC-17. So. Or you just give her a lot of hair. Ooh, it could just be. It could be an erotic Showtime or like Cinemax show. I'm telling you, <laughs> Chet fur chest, just a real furry chest, like no. Jim Gordon from the Harley Quinn yep. cartoon, with just all like that, that chest it's, hair. This is a perfect triangle, just like <laughs> the, from belly button to the yep. beginning of your throat, from from the like from the, the chest pubes of the ball throw. <laughs> yes, from that fur t-shirt. I want her hair to sometimes get tangled in oh. it. Oh my, I just want it to be like one piece. <laughs> That's too far. I don't oh. like it. Now, the, oh, yeah. Once it starts looking like a, like a onesie, mm-hmm. then it's too much. Well, I think we should end the show on that note. I don't know. No, I think there's one more, more to talk about. Oh, this I don't know. Now, like, so, this, <laughs> so she's... But like, okay... Cup size. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll you this. No, what, what's your cup Why? size? No nope. hair. Well, I need to know. Nope. I will make you a deal. I will go. I will do this bit you. with you, but you have to do the credits. All right. Okay. Cup size. Large A. Small B tops. Like I, I think you can get away with a like, little bit of like curvature. Because she's muscular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think you can get away with a little bit of curvature because again, a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, also she hasn't given birth, so she's right. not gonna have like the... you can kind of tell what a female grill is by looking at it. And like, I'm pretty sure TV rules are as long as you can't see the nipple, yep. the boob is fine. So yep. you can have <laughs> you can't see the nip. Who gives you a can shit? have all the <laughs> yeah you can have all the like form and shape that you want yeah. that is like you know form fitting and, and, and she it's almost like a furry costume. Yeah, because yeah, again, you're not seeing the nip, <laughs> right? You don't, yeah. You can see the form, and, but and you don't again, see definitely any of them. wouldn't go gratuitous with it. There's no. no way the cup size goes wider than the rib cage, you know. Mm. Um, or why we, are we, we still we, on we the skip, boobs? We can skip the hair completely and just do like every shot is tasteful, like there's a shadow or a leaf or something the whole time. <laughs> I don't. I fucking hate. I, I, mean, I, think, I think for the most part, you don't even have to. <laughs> I think you can easily normalize why she would be wearing like shorts and stuff. Okay. What? Here's another bit, but I, it's it's a it's a it's a podcast storytelling show, right? Where there's like characters. That so like you don't voice, also you also don't have to worry you don't about have to show. it. So, yeah. so Dane can describe when he first sees her. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> she's so hairy. <laughs> you just want to listen to somebody describe how hairy a woman is. <laughs> now we can close yeah, but, the show. Yeah, 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 you know what? But 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 <laughs> no, like, there's no buts here, sir. Why he's so impressed? Because he sees secrets. it's a woman, but it's like. Hair than a normal man's would be. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> and then you hear him at the end of the episode, like, was is that one piece of hair all around your head? <laughs> and it is. And like a line that goes up the back of his hair there. All right, too. Jasmine. Now we can end the show. And Trey, thank you for alleviating She's me like of these her duties. Butt hair all the way down. <laughs> Give him the shoes. If people want to know anything more about hairy women, where can they find us? Thehairiestfuckwomen.com. <laughs> but for realsies, though, uh, they can find us on our YouTube channel, which doesn't have a name yet because we need a thousand. Uh, I'm sorry, a hundred subscribers. So please subscribe to us. Um, then we can have our own YouTube channel name and a link and everything. But Right now, you can just uh, type in content analyst, and you'll see our shit pop up. Nice. Yeah. And then you can also find us on Twitter at uh, Analyst Content, because Content Analyst was taken. And you can find us on Instagram at The Content Analyst, 
underscores Intruder Forward. And you can find uh, Jasmine on OnlyFans. Under Jazzy Blaze 69. (laughs) Under Furry Chest. (laughs) And uh, the podcast feed at uh, Fantasy Draft Fiction, wherever feeds are podcasted. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>